Now on WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and WNSP.com. Stay tuned as Alan White and Doug Max talk with fishing and hunting pros, share tips and tricks, and discuss Alabama's greatest natural resource, the great outdoors. WNSP Outdoors, brought to you by Andrews Diesel and Automotive, Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meats, Eastern Shore Ace Hardware, Street Seafood and Meat Market, and Blue Water Yacht Sales. Now, let's head outdoors with Alan White. Good afternoon and welcome to the show. I'm Alan White. Doug Max is on vacation this week, so we wish him well. We've got a lot going on today. I guess the big news in the outdoor world is the heat. Everybody's got to deal with the heat. We're going to be uh, fishing early in the morning or late in the afternoon. And if you're uh, tough enough to be out there during the middle of the day, please, de you know, use an umbrella if you have one or a covered boat or and make sure you hydrate. Uh, Gatorade, you know, smart water, electrolytes. And just plain water is uh, important to have out there because uh, we don't want to hear about a heat stroke, okay? All right. Let's start out by giving away four packs of pork chops from Streets Seafood and Meat Market in Baymanette, Alabama. We'll take the third caller at 694-1055. 694-1055. All right. Our Delta report with... Uh, Captain Wayne Miller is brought to us by PlantAgriProducts.com. They sell easy application for uh, fertilizer, liquid fertilizer, liquid lime. I've used it. It's great stuff. It's very easy to use, and it's cost-effective. That's PlantAgriProducts.com. All right, let's go to Captain Wayne Miller and get a Delta report. How's the water looking? Hey, Alan, great to talk to you, man. Uh, you know, the the water is still, um, you know, unfortunately, the, the main rivers are just, they really look bad. <laughs> and, uh, there's no other way to put it, I mean. But, you know, we had such an unusual set of, uh, you know, events take place with all that rain that we had locally and also up, you know, in the middle part of the state. I mean, to see to see the Mobile River go to almost flood stage, in the middle of July, yeah, uh, that's that's pretty uncommon. It was like so, the dog uh, days came early or something for a while there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, but but the good news is the rivers have turned around and 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 we've got falling rivers now. Uh, now the uh, the mobiles down to about five and a half, five point six, I think is what they've got it at today. But it's a slow, steady fall, and and it'll be down to about four or a little below by Monday. Uh, and the Tom Bigby's got a good fall on it. Now, the Alabama does have a rise, but, um, you know, we'll see that mobile continue to fall. But, you know, you, you ask about what the, what the rivers look like, and unfortunately, like I said, they still look pretty rough. I mean, it's, you know, they're, they're really muddied up. So, um, you know, and, and that's so unusual for this time of year because, you know, most of the time by now, you see the bulk of your bass guys are out on the main rivers fishing. Yeah. Uh, and you're not seeing hardly anybody try 
out on these main rivers. I mean, I've had I've I've had no luck out on the main rivers. So, you know, everybody's having to stay up in the lakes and the creeks. And, uh, you know, you can start up in there and, you know, you don't have to go too far on most of them. And, you know, you'll, the water will start cleaning up some. But one thing I will tell you, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I have, I've been doing much better in the, in the creeks and the lakes that have grass versus trying to fish, you know, the, um, the creeks and lakes that are primarily wood cover like the cypress trees. So, um, you know, and I, and I think you can just really attribute that a lot to this heat. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, those fish, this is the time of year where, you know, with this type of oppressive heat, uh, you know, and we've had a week where we've, we've pretty much had bluebird skies. So, you know, having a canopy to get under, those fish, bass, they absolutely love that. I mean, panfish do too. So it's, um, you know, that's, I think that really has kind of played into to how it's positioning some of these fish right now. I'm not an aquatic scientist, but I think that the heat depletes some of the oxygen and that grass creates oxygen. Uh, that's my yeah. theory anyway. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. Also, you so. know, the fish like the grass because of the shade, of course. But, uh, right. But they also like, yeah. like the fact that the grass produces oxygen in the water. Yeah. Well, it's um, you know, and, and there's you know, there's still a lot of people fishing, and I mean, everybody's catching fish, but it's you know, we're just we're not able to go where we would typically go this time of year and fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, once these rivers get down and clean up, I think you'll you'll see people transition back out to those normal patterns. But I was glad to hear you talk about that from the standpoint of hydration, Alan. Cause, man, especially on the weekends, if you take your family out, if you get children out there, be extremely careful. It is so easy. You know, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of times they have no recognition that they need to actually mm-hmm. get hydrated prior to going on a trip. And uh, it's it's really easy for children to get dehydrated. And it's we preach this every week. It seems like, but it's important to drink that water or that Gatorade before you get thirsty. Don't yeah, wait till you right. get thirsty and dry mouth and all that. Then then you're trying to catch up all day. If you stay ahead yeah. of it, you know you're going to be okay. Yeah. Well, and, and you know you also have to definitely you know, look at the type beverages you're drinking. I mean, you know, soft drinks and alcohol drinks are not good. No. You know, uh, during the heat of the summer. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people laugh and joke about it. Oh, man, I got to get a cold beer. Well, I, this is not the time of year to be doing that. You shouldn't be doing that on the water anyway. But no, you save um, that until after, you know, while you're cleaning <laughs> fish. You won't hurt anybody but yeah, yourself. That's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's really, you know, you really want to, like you said, stick with water and those, you know, drinks that will will actually be replacing those electrolytes that you're losing. Yeah, my wife gets on to me for drinking plain water, you know, bottled water, she wants me to drink Smart Water or Gatorade, and she's probably right. You know, it's got electrolytes in that Smart Water, and it's got, 
you know, other things that'll help you with the Gatorade and also, uh, yeah, it'll probably keep you healthier if you just drink Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, um, you know, it's just important, like you said, make sure you, uh, you know, stay ahead of it. Yeah. And, um, well, we're, but, we're like you know, I said at the beginning of the show, everybody's got to deal with this heat this time of year. It's just part of where we live, you know, and yeah. we love it down here. We're not going to complain yeah. too much, but. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, the good news, you know, even though we've had this really oppressive heat, uh, I know going into the weekend, they're forecasting. Of course, we got rain, uh, possibility of rain forecasted for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and I think even Tuesday. But uh, we are going to see, you know, probably I, I looked at the extended forecast earlier and it looks like we're going to see the highs drop back, you know, anywhere from five to eight degrees. Mm-hmm. And that makes a tremendous difference. I mean, not that it is still going to be hot, but, um, you know, anytime you can get that heat index down, it helps. Mm-hmm. Now, have you heard uh, or you seen many pan fishermen, crappie fishermen up in those Clearwater Creeks? No, not a lot. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I, I think the combination of the water being so high, mm-hmm. plus the really you know high temperatures that we've experienced, uh, it's it's really uh, uh, I'm seeing a lot of people get out and about. You know, people riding. Yeah. But um, from the standpoint of fishermen, the bulk of what I've seen have been the bass guys. Mm-hmm. And I would clearly attribute that to they're just like me. They just don't have enough sense not to go. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I'll tell you what. I, uh, you know, I think that the uh, heat is keeping a lot of the pan fishermen at home this time of year. They're just hoping for a little cool weather or some rain and um, thunderstorm relief from the heat, you know, or something to go. But, uh you know, I know yeah. it's, I know it's uh, discouraging right now. You know, and it's going to be this way all the way through August, probably. Yeah, yeah it really is. Uh, but, uh, but man, it's uh, you know uh, we're not uh, we're not flying solo on that deal, man. There's a big <laughs> chunk of the country that's dealing with some has has been dealing with some really extreme temperatures that's over true. the last two weeks. That's true. You know, in August, uh, I was thinking, August, uh, sometimes on certain days in August, we get a real nice temperature early in the morning. Uh, So, you know, relief is not too far away for the early morning fishermen, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we just got to hang on for, you know, another month or so, and then, uh, you know, but uh, you have to make the most of it. That's right. Give us your phone number in case anybody wants to... uh, Book a fall trip with you now and get on your uh, agenda. All right. They can reach me at 251-455-7404. All righty. Captain Wayne Miller, Fishing Fever Guide Service. Thank you so much. All right. All right. And we're going to be back in just a little while with Captain Bobby Abascado with an inshore report. So stick around.
If you need to take control of the overgrown brush on your land and improve the habitat for wildlife or just make it more beautiful, get ready to take down the number for John Boy's Mulching. They work very closely with you to manage your habitat exactly like you've dreamt. Prompt service and very reasonable rates set them apart from similar services. Lot clearing, habitat improvement, and more. Call 251-583-7201. John Boy's Mulching, 583-7201, or find them on Facebook. Serving Baldwin and surrounding counties. Andrews Diesel and Automotive on Highway 31 in Spanish Fort has always been the go-to folks for all of your repair needs. But now, for heavy equipment and agricultural equipment repairs, they'll come to you. If your production is stopped because of heavy equipment breakdown, just give Andrews Diesel and Automotive a call at 251-375-0748. They have multiple service trucks and expert technicians that will be there quickly and get your problems solved. Andrews Diesel and Automotive keeps you in business. Like them on Facebook. With summer here, it's time to take care of those pesky boat problems you've been putting off. Visit Blue Water Yacht Sales today so you'll be ready to hit the water in the warmer weather. Blue Water is a full-line Yamaha outboard dealer and is a five-star gold service facility with a Yamaha Master Tech on hand. Of course, Blue Water carries a full assortment of inshore and offshore models from Pioneer, Bulls Bay, Avenger, Jupiter Marine, and Regulator. And if you're selling, skip the hassle and let Blue Water sell your boat for you. Visit BlueWaterYachtSales.net. When you're looking for something special, you'll find it at Carrot Patch. Maybe it's that perfect diamond. Mobile's largest selection is at Carrot Patch with unique designs just for you. Tennis bracelets, inside out hoops, pendants, or maybe choose from the Carrot Patch's large collection of pre-owned men's or women's Rolex watches. If you're looking for a special gift, you'll find it at Carrot Patch on Hillcrest Road, just south of Airport Boulevard. In this market, you'll find Fisher Investments is different than other money managers. Different how? Aren't we all just looking for the hottest stocks? Nope. We use diversified strategies to position our clients' portfolios for their long-term goals. You don't just provide cookie-cutter portfolios? No. We tailor our clients' portfolios to their goals and needs. But you still sell investments that generate high commissions for you, right? No, we don't sell commission-based products. We're a fiduciary, the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. It means we're obligated to act in our client's best interest. So when do you make more money? Only when your clients make more money? Yep, we have one transparent management fee structured, so we do better when our clients do better. Sounds like you really look out for your clients. We do, because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. That might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments. Clearly, different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. All right. Welcome back to the show. Let's give away an Ace Hardware gift certificate worth $20 to Eastern Shore Ace Hardware. Now, Eastern Shore Ace Hardware is located on top of Spanish Fort Hill on Tyway 31 in the Spanish Fort Shopping Center. However, they have a new location and their grand opening on the new location on Highway 181 is this Saturday. They're going to have, uh, oh, they're going to be raffling a, Reb, a Weber grill. They're going to have representatives and demonstrations from Big Green Egg, Traeger, and PK Grill. Also, the Ego 
power equipment, ego power equipment guys will be there. So if you have questions about your ego machines, might want to check them out. Going to have live music, all kind of things going on this Saturday on 181 at the Ace Hardware location. Brand new store. All right. Bobby Abrascato is with us, and this report is brought to us by John Boys Mulching. You can reach John Boys Mulching at 583-7201. Bobby, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm hot right now, but that's, you know, everybody is. (laughs) If you've been outside, you've been hot. So I am not going to even talk about that anymore because we all know how hot it is. (laughs) Taylor, I don't want to talk about it. I'm sure you guys probably have already touched on it. Obviously, it's rodeo weekend this weekend, man. This is the big one here. So, uh, And it looks like, you know, with the exception of the heat and possibly some afternoon thunderstorms for for a change, they may have some decent weather for the rodeo. So if you haven't gotten a ticket yet, I don't know. You guys probably have touched on this, so pardon me if you have. But, you know, just by weighing in a, a legal fish you go into drawing for you can go in drawing for a bunch of nice stuff including a hundred thousand dollar contender boat and mm-hmm. all you have to do is weigh in a fish you don't have to win or any of that stuff so keep that in mind if you're thinking about fishing this weekend you know uh, you can get a ticket online real easily and uh you know get in if you happen to catch that legal fish go weigh it in and you're in the drawing man that sounds good, man. We had those guys on last week on the show, and uh, we talked about the kids' tournament last weekend, and we also went over all the things, all the different categories. It's amazing. And even Red Snapper this year is included in the categories of, uh, of fish that you can catch and weigh in. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that worked out because I don't know. I think there were some people sweating whether they were going to reach the quota by uh, yeah. by rodeo weekend. So I'm glad it really makes the rodeo to have snapper as a category. Yeah. Uh, you know. So, uh, but anyway, as far as like the trout fishing goes, uh, this whole week has been really been good. We had a phen- phenomenal numbers day today. Uh, I don't even know how many fish we caught today. Uh, almost everything on fake shrimp under a popping cork today. But uh, earlier in the week, I've had some really good trips on top water, uh, which I really enjoy and it's kind of not typically you know in the past what I consider to be top order time of the year this time of year but the last couple of years I've been doing it and uh man with a lot of success and if you get the right conditions you can catch them like we did the other day you know on into the morning on top water and um you know we got where the other day we were having a really good trip somebody was getting a bite and one of the three of us was getting a bite every cast mm-hmm. and it slowed just a little bit and i said anybody want to throw a cork and everybody looked at each other and went like nah we're gonna keep throwing this so they bet well on up into the morning on top water so uh that's a fun thing to do if you, you know anybody that's top water fish for any species of fish know how knows how cool that is uh, and a trout bite on the top water is pretty pretty pronounced you don't there's not any doubt when you get a bite from a trout on the top water but we've been using that little berkeley jaywalker that they came out with this year and that thing's just been killer for me uh the 100 millimeter size but uh okay. you know any of your walking type baits you are probably gonna... what size you were using so yeah i use the 100 millimeter unless it's rough i go up to the 120 but i really okay. like the 100 millimeters it's easy to work for a small top water which is a lot of small top waters are harder to work, but that one really works very easily. And then, uh, you know, the colors hadn't really seemed to matter. Everything we've been throwing has got silver sides. I don't worry too much about the color of the back, but make sure that they got silver sides on them, you know. Uh, then, of course, if you're going to bait fish, which is probably going to be the key this weekend, probably to get that, that winning fish is, uh, you know, it's a croaker deal right now. If you can, you can catch catch them on other stuff but i mean this is the time of year you really want to have a big fresh lively croaker on the end of the hook to entice that really sure enough big trout to bite and i don't know what it is about just the summer months but um 
it's like when it gets hot, it's about the only time that you have a really good hankering for uh, for croakers. You know, so this is a good time of the year to bring some of those with you, or even as you're as you're fishing for you know whatever. If you catch them as a bycatch, throw them in your live well. Don't be afraid to put a big croaker on the hook. You know, so uh, it's another way to good put have have some good fresh croakers in there. Just catch them yourself. While you're tossing those top waters, it's good to have a croaker swimming around on another line and just put that pole in a pole holder, you know. In the, yep, and so they call that Rodney. Rodney's the best fisherman on the boat. Just let him drag the, drag the croaker behind the boat. And, uh, you know, and you're liable to catch you know, certainly a trout, but you're liable to drag, you drag anything along. You might drag it in front of a big flounder or even a redfish, you know. So you can catch all kinds of species with something like that, and then you got another rod working for you, too. So, uh, And on the subject of, that's not against the rules, by the way, but if you want uh, Make sure you glance over the rules. There are some changes and some things that you need to be aware of if you're going to be fishing in that thing because you certainly don't want to break a rule uh, and find out that you want a boat or something like that and find out that you broke a little small rule that you could have avoided. So take a minute, you know, while you're driving down the road, get somebody to read you the rules, you know, or whatever. Just take a minute to sit down and, and read them because uh, there are some things in there you need to be aware of that yeah. a lot of people probably don't hadn't thought about, you know, as far as, like, for example, one of them is if you're going to wade fish, you have to be within casting distance of each other. That means you can't just drop your whole crew up and down the beach. you got to be within casting distance of a partner, you know. So uh, things like that you need to be aware of. Good point. Thank you so much, Bobby. Good, Always a good uh, good report. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks, thanks for having me on, and y'all have a good weekend. Yes, sir. You too. All right. We'll go to Miller's Ferry now with Mr. Joe Dunn. How you doing, Joe? Doing great, Alan. Well, I guess the water's muddy on the Alabama, isn't it? Well, no, it's finally done cleared up and uh, done fell out back to normal well, again. Good. But, uh, you know, we had did have a lot of rain there the other week, but it's back to normal for right now. Uh, yeah, it's going to rise again, according to Wayne. Uh, he's, he said it's going to rise again soon. Yeah. Yeah, if they haven't more. Rain up north, we'll get it again. But mm-hmm. right now, we're pretty good at the house. The river's real clear. I looked at this morning. Sloughs were all clear. Uh, uh, crawfish been still biting. They're catching a lot of them. You know, when it, when it finally got down, it draws them back out to the uh, more of them concentrated in those tops. And uh, the last couple of days, there was a lot of fish crappie caught in the tops on the, you know, the edge of the sloughs in that, you know, 10 to 12 foot of water, you know, in, in the edge of the uh, main channel. That sounds good. Uh, are you uh, enjoying the live scope fishing? Oh, yeah. It's, it's it, it can be fun and it can be frustrating with it, too, because, you know, a lot of times, like you said, you can find the fish, but you, you can't always make them bite. But it, it helps to know you got your minnow or your jig right in front of his face the whole time instead of just casting and guessing. And, uh, it just really eliminates a lot of water. You just cover a lot of water quicker. Mm-hmm. And uh, the main thing I found, and what, you know, you get to the top with a bunch of fish, you're going to pick one or two hot fish right off the top of it. Then you go down and you might pick one more out of there deeper. Then about the time you look around at all the fish, then they just start staring at the jig then. Uh-huh. So that's when it's time <laughs> to move on. Okay. Well, that's a good tip, man, because uh, a lot of people listening are, are new to the live scope game. And, uh, you know, it does cut your fishing time down to, to find fish, but it doesn't make them bite, does it? Oh, no. And, and the guys that's catching those limits every time they go, 
and then learn that, that they just you get you about ten good tops. You know, it's got fish, mm-hmm. and you're gonna pick off you know two or three at each one, and move on pretty quick and cover some more ground that way. You know, you can come out with a good limit. You, you don't need to sit there and beat one up when uh, you know you know they're not gonna buy. They just they you don't spook them or either done pull a big buddy off the top. They see all that. And then they just leery of the jigs. Then wow. uh, you can maybe make one bite a minute a little bit later on, but usually right then you best thing just move on. I have an unusual question for you. You've been doing this a while with the live scope. So, what is the average distance from one pod of crappie to the other when you're searching for a new pod like that? Uh, it really depends on. You know, uh, it can be relatively close. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't have. It's not good. Sometimes they're close. Sometimes, but it, it, that just varies on the. Uh, if you have real good structure, real close, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to be there and they'll move yeah. back and forth between the two. Yeah, I but guess it, you're, it just varies on where you can find this. How much good structure you got uh-huh. in. A, uh, an area, you know. Yeah, because they do relate to structure. Thank you, Joe. You have a great weekend, buddy. All right. Appreciate it, Al. All right. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back with Mr. Don Green talking about our Delta and how to fish it properly. Westwood One Sports presents this special report on the 151st British Open. Wherever your golf journey is headed, a PGA professional will help get you there. Find your PGA coach at pga.com slash coach. Players aren't too happy with the internal out-of-bounds area just off the fairways at 3-18 and 18 at Royal Liverpool. But it is what it is. Ricky Fowler landed there twice with his second shot at 18, ended up making triple bogey eight to finish his round of one over 72. That's six behind the leaders, Christo Lamprecht and Tommy Fleetwood, both posting five under 66 to start the championship this morning in Hoylake. Lamprecht, a rising senior at Georgia Tech, won the British Amateur last month to earn a spot in the field. Fleetwood playing in his home open. His caddy, Ian Finnis, lives in Hoylake. Antoine Rosner and Adrian and Otegi shoot four under 67, both one back. Rory McIlroy is one over through 11. I'm Ted Emmerich, Westwood One Sports. Every day, PGA coaches across the country are helping golfers reach their goals. First time picking up a club? Let's get started. 16 holes still giving you nightmares? Let's conquer it. Want to bring a friend along? Let's learn together. Let's focus on health. On fun. On nothing at all. Let's talk goals. Let's try something new. Let's keep it going. Let's have some fun. Improve, connect, or escape. Wherever your golf journey is headed, let's get you there. Find your PGA coach at pga.com slash coach. Now. Now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do, so great ideas can happen right now. 
Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. At Keesler Federal Credit Union, it pays to be a member. Big. Like, really big. Like, $11 million big. That's how much Keesler Federal gave back to its members last year. With their Give Back program, you can win prizes like loan payments or cash back every month. Giving back to their members is just another way Keesler Federal is helping their members live extraordinary. Learn more at kfcu.org and to find the branch nearest you. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. Introducing 24-7 lifeguard protection, only from Simply Safe Home Security. Now, monitoring agents can see and speak to intruders through our new indoor camera to help stop crime in real time and for fast police response. Get 20% off any new system with Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/radio. Advanced home security, 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. Welcome back to the show. I'm Alan White, and uh, Delta Don is with us, Don Green. He is uh, one of our good friends, and he spent over 60 years studying the effect on fishing from the moon and also the tidal movements uh, in the Delta. So uh, welcome to the show, Don. I'm glad to be here anytime I can help. Yes, sir. Well, let's talk about whatever you want to talk about because it's always interesting. Uh, what do you have that you want to uh, share with us today? Well, I guess the main thing is, you know, uh, people tend to become limited in their fishing skills and whatever because they fish certain times of a day. Now, I love the afternoon, late afternoon, to dark fishing. I, I'm that way, too. I, very seldom do I fish in the mornings. About the only time I've ever fished mornings is getting ready for a tournament or having a tournament, mm -hmm. you know, bass tournament. Other than that, I'm an afternoon and evening fisherman because that's when I have found it's the best time to fish most types of fishing. And it's it just it's one of those things that they're getting ready for the night and they don't seem to move around that much at night except on certain moons. And the moon, and, and, and when I say the moon, the moon and the sun together is what, what, turn the fish on to bite. Now, you have bad weather, you know, you have weather conditions, weather changes as far as barometric pressure and whatever that, that also puts into effect sometimes. A barometric pressure is probably the best time to catch a fish when it's dropping really fast. But if it's going down slow, they won't touch it. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things you got to, you got to practice to be, become good at to get consistent at things like that. You know, I saw and, that. I saw that demonstrated when I was just a little bitty boy. We were sitting mm -hmm. on the creek bank, me and my dad, and we had our little red and white corks in the water, and he was really teaching me how to catch a brim. And yeah. uh, all of a sudden, the skies got dark, and you know how that cool wind sort of happens oh, in the yeah. summertime. 
All of a That's sudden, when the pressure starts dropping. <laughs> all of a sudden, man, the corks went crazy. The fish started biting, yeah. and we loaded up a bucket before we got wet in the rain. So uh, that was uh, – I'll, I'll never forget that day. Yeah. You know, speaking of that, uh, Monday afternoon, my son Jonathan and I went out. It was uh, at New Moon Monday. I mean, uh, I didn't know that it was a new moon. It happened to be a new moon. We went late that afternoon because the water was high all day, and we had a low tide in the middle of the nighttime. You know, I've been explaining about high water, low tide. Well, this was one of those situations. We fished for two hours. From about, oh, I'd say 4.30 to 6.30, close to it. Didn't get a bite. Okay, the last 45 minutes we were there, we caught around 20 fish. I think it was 20 fish in just about 45 minutes because the water had dropped down to a point that those fish liked to feed the banks. And all your scenarios went into effect. You had a moon down. And the sun down the same time, which makes you time for it to, for the fish to bite better when you have both of them together like mm-hmm. that. When but they're going down to me, together. Go ahead. When they're going down together, that right. in, intensifies the effect, right? That's right. But it is, uh, uh, in my, and I'll give you a little uh, secret of mine is I have always tried to bass fish on the moon down. Mm-hmm. Because usually when you have a moon down, a certain time of the month, you already got you, you get a sundown with that when within that parameter that causes it to touch that uh, same parameter that the moon down is. And when that happens, you got that extra amount of, of gravitational force, what makes those fish bite better. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's just one of those situations where the best way to do it is get you a book to read on it, and and uh, I didn't have the luxury of doing that. I had to, I had to live out there <laughs> and, and live it myself, you know. When I become maybe 45 or 50 years old, I found a book, and unbelievably, everything I read in that book, I already knew it. Mm-hmm. And it, it just come to me as I uh, experienced nature. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the way our, our ancestors survived. They knew the moon and the sun time. They knew everything, and that's that's the way they fed the, fed the families was was that way. And if you learn those, if a good example, uh, I had a guy ask me the other day. Well, you know, the moon down. I, I told him how I like to fish a moon day. Well, the moon down is in the middle of the day today. I said, well, I failed to tell you that each day. You have four moon times and you have four sun times. Each one of them is uh, conceivably a good fishing time if you get them together. But if you get them apart, that that, that, that dulls it and they don't they don't fish uh, that I mean bite that well until that really good moon time comes along. Uh, a bass, for example, ninety percent of your bass is going to be caught on the outgoing tide. Especially the lower half about going tide, either early or late. You know, it's it just because you know how when to go and how to fish and all that good stuff. But the truth is that the sun and the moon is the one that's controlling it, you know. Right. Yep. And uh, I love an outgoing tide in the afternoon when mm-hmm. the sun and the moon are setting together. 
That's exactly that's the best time. And 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 another thing that I can I can throw into that that it you know I, I can't prove it, but I know it for for a fact. It's late in the afternoon when you when you get to, uh, everything starts coming together. You have a drop in your barometer, believe it or not, mm-hmm. and that adds to that bite. When you got when you got a week before a full moon, and you're fishing. Uh, late in the afternoon, you got so many more things working for you then because that's the best time of the month to catch fish in the afternoon. Is the five from say six days before a full moon to the day before a full moon. I'm not much on a full moon or a new moon except for bedding fish. Other than that, I fish on either side. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you have a full moon. Your bite, your, your bite is in the afternoons till dark, and even after dark sometimes. You're doing really well. Okay, then you've got a full moon. You go back the next day after the full moon, you don't even get hardly get a hit. That's because when that moon turns over like that, it changes the bite from late afternoon to early morning. Uh-huh. Then you have about five or six days of early morning bites before you... Daytime and upper and evening bites start showing up again, and if you if you if you make you a log, every time you go fishing and put all your moon phases, sun phases, everything about, I, I even used uh, when I, when I had mine, I had if it was rock bottom or if it was sandy bottom or mud bottom, was it grass, was it wood, you know, everything about it in that, and you wouldn't believe how much how much better. It made me as, a, as an angler, and even a hunter, believe it or not. And uh, it's all, all of our all of our woodland creatures and anything in the water. The sun and the moon is its livelihood, really. It's, that's it lives by the sun and the moon. Does these uh, effects uh, are they equal among different species of fish, like crappie and brim and bass? I, to... I think uh, I think that to a certain extent they are. Their movements are determined by that. Uh, a good example, uh, Bobby Abascado. He's a great he's a great speckled trout fisherman. He will tell you those same kind of times I'm talking about is when the specks are in the shallower water feeding. Mm-hmm. Everything about salt water. I mean, as far as the, the Fishing time by me, mm-hmm. you could catch them in salt water or fresh water with them. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. You just go by those moon times with the sun time, and and uh, then you got your your water movement in there. All of that comes together to turn the fish on. It moves fish from deeper water to shallow water. You got a uh, flounder, for example. When that tide is coming in, that flounder is leaving deep water when it's low tide. He's leaving the deeper water he's in. He starts traveling toward the shallow water because that's where the minnows and stuff is he likes. Mm-hmm. When it gets a high tide, he's going to be in the shallowest water he's going to get in all day. <laughs> well, that all makes sense to me. I hope it makes sense to our uh, listeners. And every time we have <laughs> you on, I, I learn one new thing. And if, yeah. I, if I have you on another 60 years, I'll learn it all. Well, anytime you need me, just let me know. I'll be glad to be on. Well, I appreciate you, Don. Thank you so much. (laughs) Okay, bye-bye. 
We're going to visit with our pier pounder, Mr. David Thornton, talking about fishing without a boat on our piers and beaches right after these messages. Seafood and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanette has a great selection of fresh seafood and meats. Choose from their top cuts of meats or get yours custom cut. Find Street Seafood Restaurant on Facebook for order ahead to go daily buffet specials. A full meal served at the drive up from 10:30 till 3:30. Call 937-4096 and they'll put it together for you. Street's dining room is now open and the banquet room is open for private parties. Street Seafood Restaurant and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanette. Find them on Facebook. For 55 years, homeowners across the Alabama Gulf Coast have trusted Bachelor's Service with their HVAC systems. Keep your HVAC running its best with their $79 tune-up special. Or better yet, a value-priced energy savings agreement for year-round peace of mind. Time for a new system? Bachelor's offers Daikin Fit, the industry's leading tech for AC and heat pumps, available with a $1,000 instant rebate. Bachelor's is service worth remembering. For HVAC generators and plumbing repair, go to bachelorservice.com. Certification 170. Registration for the fall semester at Bishop State Community College is underway right now. I'm President Olivier Charles, and no matter what your goal is, I know that our team at Bishop State can help you achieve it. From manufacturing to business, from nursing to construction, we offer more than 60 different programs, and we can help you find a path that's right for you. So stop by the main campus today to apply and register, or visit us online at bishop.edu. Check us out and let us help you reach your next goal. When you need parts now or can't seem to find that specific hose or tube, Mobile's only independent CarQuest dealer, Pat's Industrial and Auto Supply, can solve all of your industrial and auto parts needs. From Echo handheld products, Alamite industrial lubrication equipment, gray pneumatic impact sockets, or even if they need to build it themselves, Pat's makes it work. Order your parts at patsindustrial.com or visit one of their two locations in Battery or on Whistler Street just off I-165. Pat's Industrial and Auto Supply, getting the right parts every time since 1950. For over 25 years, locally owned and operated Badcock Furniture & More has been building relationships with their customers, providing much more than just home furniture. Badcock carries major appliance brands, electronics, mattresses, and lawn equipment. Both locations in Saraland and the newer location at Schillinger & Moffitt in Sims offer multiple financing plans and online payment options. Remember, when you shop at Badcock Home Furniture & More in Sims, you're supporting local business not box stores. Visit Badcock.com or search Badcock of Sims on Facebook. Since 1965, Kimco Metal Buildings has been designing and constructing the highest quality steel buildings for our customers to handle the increase in demand and maintain our position as your premium metal building source. We are looking for qualified candidates to fill full-time positions in sales, drafting and design, metal fabrication, and on-site metal building construction. If you're interested, come see us at 27153 Pollard Road in Daphne. That's K-E-M-K-O. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meats, located in Chickasaw, Alabama, wants to give you a five-pound pork sausage variety pack. We'll take the third caller, 694-1055, if you haven't tried Hall Sausage. 
Next time you go to the grocery store, just pick up a pack. I promise you'll love it. All right, this segment is brought to us by Ace Hardware on the Eastern Shore. Eastern Shore Ace Hardware, they've got a brand new location on 181, and this Saturday is their grand opening. You want to go by there. They have a raffle for a Weber grill. They've got uh, demos from Big Green Egg, uh, PK grills, uh, the Traeger grills, the Ego grills. Power equipment people will be there, and live band, who knows, may may even have dancing girls. I don't know. Go by there and check it out. All right, we've got Mr. David Thornton, our peer pounder, with us to talk about fishing from the piers and the beaches of South Alabama. How you doing, David? I'm good, Alan. How about y'all? It's uh, mighty hot out there, isn't it? Yes, sir. We've been talking about hydration and all of that today because that's the big story in the outdoor world right now. We're dealing with really high temperatures yeah and a lot of sun exposure too you know so it's real important to uh, you know cover up long sleeve um, performance shirts something like that Mm -hmm. or just you know tons of sunscreen i like a wide brimmed hat yes and uh sunglasses polarized sunglasses to help protect my eyes I've had cataracts and removed in both of my eyes so uh you know that's something to look forward to these these young folks have to deal with stuff like that when they get old like us, huh? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. We're not going to talk about age because my wife reminded <laughs> me how old I was this morning, and uh, it's like, why am I doing all the stuff and I'm doing it at my age? But I spent five hours yesterday in the sun on a tractor, so um, it might be time to uh, slow down a little bit. Who knows? Go fishing. Yeah, there you go. You know, and that's, I think that's part of the pattern too now is to kind of just follow the lead that nature gives us, you know, the old dog laying on the porch kind of attitude and uh, just kind of take it easy. Uh, Try and take your fishing time early in the day or or later in the afternoon. Well, especially if there's a day when the sea breeze kicks up, it makes it a lot more comfortable and, uh, you know, a little more relieving in in the morning it's it's not as hot but there's not as usually as much air moving either so you have the heat index to deal with you know so it's kind of relative you know even though it may be uh, and i hate to say this only 85 first thing in the morning there's not a lot of wind to move that around when you're on a boat it's different you can crank up and run and kind of cool off for a little while but when you're on the pier on the beach um you know you want to dress light and and try and cover up and stay out of the uh, direct sun as much as possible. Try not to exert yourself too much. So, you know, when you're pulling a cart down the beach um, when, with no breeze, that's that's kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> so, like you're like you were saying earlier, you know, hydrate really well, uh, watch yourself, keep your head covered so you don't overheat. Um, you know, to to prevent heat exhaustion and stuff like that. I can deal with heat a lot easier if there's a wind blowing. But, man, lately there's no wind at all. That's really hot. They really hadn't. Yeah, the pattern has been a persistent high pressure that's just kind of settled in over the northern Gulf Coast. Mm-hmm. And that even, you know, minimizes the amount of thunderstorm activity we have. You know, ordinarily we get some relief on a daily pattern of these thunder showers that would build up along the coast and stuff like that. But part of this El Nino pattern that we're in the middle of this summer, 
uh, kind of exaggerates the the high pressure aspects of it. So it it keeps the thunderstorm activity to a minimum, and and also the the winds that persist, you know, that it can pop up and and blow around uh, these thunder showers as well. It's kind of nature's, you know, air conditioning system for a little while at least. Well, David, what kind of species can we catch right now on the Gulf State Pier? Well, fortunately, the water's been pretty clear, um, you know, with the calm seas and the light winds. So there's there's still some speckled trout in the surf. Uh, that's what my brother and I concentrated on the other day when we fished the pier, and uh, some nice sized trout. You know, um, a lot they're they're actively spawning. You know, oftentimes you'll see two or three larger fish, like 20 inches plus, and those are usually the females. And then there'll be you know five or more uh, of these smaller fish that are about you know. 16, 17, 18 inches, and most of those are males, you know, and they're they're constantly kind of following around the the females. They they sort of mix, um, you know. Usually, speckled trout kind of deviate into sexually oriented schools, you know. The, the females kind of separate, and the males kind of stay together, mm-hmm. and then but this time of year they they're really mixing because they're constantly. Uh, spawning whenever the situation arises yep. and, and conditions are to their liking. And the, the water, one thing we noted, the water along the Gulf Beach um, was not very uh, salty. There weren't any mackerel around to speak of, and the water was a little off color. It wasn't that bright green that you usually see when it's clear and calm. It was kind of an off uh, green, sort of like if... Uh, you know, the, the water coming out of Perdido Bay has that tannin look to it. It sort of looks like iced tea. And and that outflow on the outgoing tides sweeps down the beach. It takes several hours. Um, you know, it only moves about an, a mile an hour. So the, the water that you see during the day um, along the beaches of Orange Beach and Gulf Shores uh, if it's coming out of, if the flow is coming out of Perdido Bay, that actually left Perdido Bay during the afternoon and night, you know, maybe 10 or 12 hours previous. So it's, you know, even though the, the water level is, is high, you're actually seeing the outflowing water from Perdido Bay the night before. Interesting. So it's a, it, it, it really is, yeah. And it, it took me a while of observation, many years to realize what it was I was seeing. And, um, and and all that was from the heavy thunderstorm activity that we had uh, about a week and a half ago over in eastern Baldwin County, southeastern Baldwin County. And the whole Perdido Bay Rivershed was uh, pretty well inundated. Orange Beach had five or six inches of rain in one afternoon. And, and that kind of has lingering effects. It takes a while for nature to flush all that fresh water out. And when it does, it, it absorbs a lot of uh, tannin from the uh, pine tree, pine needles and oak leaves and stuff like that. And it puts them into the watershed, and, and it takes it a while for it to work out of the bay. You know, just like in Mobile Bay right now, we're seeing the end of a rise from a heavy rain event, you know, that took place uh, over a week ago upstate. And it just takes 
nature a while to kind of flush that that fresh water through and things to get back to normal. But it looks like we're heading in that direction. So hopefully we'll be seeing some more mackerel showing up. Um, you know, the last previous week, uh, they they had even caught uh, another king mackerel at the state pier, and uh, which you know to me is a good sign. Um, See any triple tail floating by? No, um, no, no triple tails. But there there were a lot of uh, small flounder, mostly probably male uh, Gulf flounder and a few small um, southern flounder mixed in. You know, most of the female southern flounder are up in the estuaries now trying to, you know, put on weight and uh, for the summer. But the males typically stay in the Gulf. They don't, they rarely leave the Gulf. So, you know, the, the majority of keeper flounder in, in the state being 14 inches or better are usually female flounder. Yeah. And um, the the males, you know, don't get that big. They they often don't get so um, large enough. It's interesting. The flounder separate the males from the females, just like you told me that the speckled trout do that. They they group up in female pods and male pods. Wild turkeys do that if it's not mating season. Uh, white-tailed deer do that when it's not mating. The more I learn about nature, the more I'm convinced that human beings are the only species, the males, that are dumb enough to think we can get along with the females all year long. Yeah, <laughs> unless you go to Catholic grade school, that's pretty much the way it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking as calm as things have been, uh, pretty soon we may be starting to see, you know, the female blue crabs start moving out of the Gulf to yeah. lay their eggs in the shallow waters. So you'll see the sponge crabs, as we usually refer to them. Uh, the biologists would, would say they're they're gravid or egg-bearing yeah. uh, crabs. Big, big and they yellow. move up into the surf zone, and they lay their eggs, and then they kind of hang around looking for something to eat. You can't mistake <clears throat> them to either. You big yellow globs that, that are hanging on those Underneath crabs. them. Yeah, it's, amazing. it's pretty cool. All right, yep. David, I appreciate it, man. You have a great weekend. Thank you for the report. You too, Alan. Okay. All, all right. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. So we'll be back next Thursday at noon right here on WNSP Outdoors. God bless.